Well, welcome back. You are listening to Your World Today and um, we are now talking to Davi Ruet. He's the Chief Economist at the Efficient Group and obviously we're getting reaction to the budget speech that was uh, took place at 2 p.m. this afternoon. Davi, good afternoon. Welcome to Radio Islam International. Uh, thank you very much. Good afternoon to you. I'm sure it must be a busy afternoon for you today. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I'm still working through the documents to find out what is really going on. So this is a lot of information, but we're making some progress. All right. So was it a balanced budget? What do you think? Well, I think the minister did a fairly good job with what he's got available. It doesn't mean it's a good budget, but that's what he could do. I think the biggest... Um, the issue that I have with the budget is that I think the minister is far too optimistic when it comes to economic growth. And that means that his revenue estimates are probably not going to be achieved. And that also means that certain ratios like the deficit and debt ratios are probably going to look worse than what the minister is expecting. But calling it a balanced budget, the minister is not increasing taxes really, but it's also not increasing state spending by much. Uh, in fact, in some instances, if you, if, you, if you exclude interest on state debt, the minister is actually planning to increase uh, state spending by less than the inflation rate. So that's a real contraction in state spending. Hmm. And when, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of people will say it's good news that we uh, see and are not seeing any increase in the fuel levy, no sugar tax hike, but there have been decisions or discussions about a levy on fruit juices planned. Um, do you know anything about that? Maybe you could discuss that, no, some of that with us. No, no I haven't seen that. Uh, yes, as far as taxes... And no, no adjustments or no major changes to taxes. Some taxes that they were increased, but in line with inflation, so in real terms, no real increase. But the big surprise to me was the Minister of Finance did not increase the fuel levy. I really mm-hmm. thought he's going to increase the fuel levy. And I think part of the reason why we haven't seen substantial, in- well, no increases in taxes is simply because the Minister realizes that he's taking out of the economy as much as he possibly can. So no changes to taxes and no changes that I've seen on any of these uh, fruit juices or anything like that, uh, but only small adjustments in line with inflation. There's a, the personal income taxes were reduced, but not really reduced. They were simply adjusted for inflation. So it's just an inflation adjustment that we saw on personal income taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, for the average South African taxpayer, what can they take from the budget? What you're gonna, what you can take from the budget, if you look at how much money they've been taking away from you because of personal income taxes, that's gonna look a little bit better, uh, if coming April, but only a little bit better. That's just to compensate to you for the effect of inflation. When you go and buy cigarettes, it's gonna be a little bit more expensive, but more or less in line with inflation as well. The same goes for alcohol, that will also increase more or less in line with inflation. If you are a grant recipient, and there are many grant recipients in South Africa, mm. there will be a bit of an increase and how much you're going to get in terms of grants, but your grant increase will be below the inflation rate. So you, you will not even be compensated for inflation. So grant recipients, and there are something like close to 30 million of them in South Africa, they will get an increase, but less than the inflation rate. So I guess if you call that balance, I suppose that is balanced. So the taxpayer is not paying more, but it's hardly getting anything back. While in the case of people receiving an income from the state, one way or the other, they're actually getting in real terms a little bit less back. 
Hmm. Now, one of the things is that South Africa obviously is uh, in debt. Most countries usually have big debt, yeah. and we do. But we've been spending a lot of money to fight corruption, and um, we're not really seeing much come from that. So I think it's something that, you know, taxpayers are asking themselves, you know, we're not seeing any good for us, and where's all the money being spent on the corruption? Yeah. What's happening there? Um, any news with regards to that, or are we still funding... Yeah the fight yeah no <laughs> I'm afraid I don't see real I mean, significant changes there but the minister did make more money available in the fight of things like for example money laundering now that is important because there's a good possibility that South Africa is going to get grey listed in mm-hmm. fact the president the president uh, and I think we've spoken about this grey listing before but the president yes. uh, the minister in fact the minister in fact did say that he expects us to be well he alluded to it that he expects us to be uh, uh, grey listed and I think the announcement will be made on Friday. Uh, but so all he can do is now to try to get us off the grey list as soon as possible and he's making money, more money available for money laundering and he's going to change some legislation making it more difficult to move money around and hopefully we will be moved back to the so-called whitelist uh, pretty soon again. But for, for the other normal expense items, the police is getting a little bit more, the army is getting quite a, quite a bit more but the army has been getting really been, been getting the short end of the stick for many many years mm. and we know that we don't have an army but we basically don't have an army anymore so he's, he's increasing spending on on the army a little bit more but i guess he hasn't got a, uh, much of a choice there because the army basically collapsed but that's not really part of of corruption fighting or crime fighting in south africa if you look at for example if you look at the most recent crime stats in south africa then uh, i think maybe you should have spent much much more on police and much less on <laughs> on 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 their own salaries because the ministers <laughs> yeah. quite well remunerated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm, you're getting a lot of listeners right now saying, yes, Davi, yes, you should do that. That's what the minister should have done. But um, also looking at bailouts for state-owned enterprises, this includes oh, yeah. the post office and SAA. Yeah. Yeah, that's a horrible one. Yeah, of course, ESCOM was a big one. Yeah, mm-hmm. The minister is going to take over more than 250 billion rands worth of ESCOM debt over the next three years. And we, we need some more, a little bit more information about the real uh, mechanics behind that. But uh, that was pretty much expected. It's taking over about 250 billion of ESCOM. That's not, that's not good enough, but that's, that's a discussion for another day. Uh, but the other state on enterprises, South African Airways is again getting a billion. Rand. I mean, I just mm. cannot believe this anymore. I mean, South African Airways is supposed to be pro- partially privatized, and it and it they simply don't make progress on that. And that is, uh, we as taxpayers must say this is enough now. Uh, and then, of course, the post office also getting close to about two and a half billion rand. A billion rand is a thousand million rand. So two and a half yes. billion going to the post office. You know, these state-owned enterprises, I mean, we can't go in like this. I mean, we've got to close them down or we have to make a plan. My biggest issue with ESCOM is that, is that a real restructuring of ESCOM must include partial privatization and, and, and private sector participation and forcing the municipalities to pay their outstanding debt and getting rid, I'm afraid to say, of many thousands of people currently working at ESCOM. Yes. And now those sort of plans, those sort of plans are politically extremely difficult to implement and there's an election around the corner so in a way the ESCOM problem has been kicked down the road again uh, except for this 250 billion that he's planning to take over over the next say three years or so Mm-hmm. Now, something else that caught my attention this morning was that the national minimum wage has been increased and uh, it was increased um, 
you know, the increase was actually higher than was actually expected, 9.62%. Yeah. But will we see an alleviation of poverty because of this um, no. extra that people have been given? No, no, no. What's going to happen? The minimum wage, people with jobs, it's good for people with jobs, but people without jobs is really horrible for people without jobs mm. because uh, they're not going to get jobs in well, many instances because, you know, if you want to employ people, you have to pay them at least a minimum amount. And because of that, that contributes to the high levels of unemployment in South Africa. So, uh, no, minimum wages is not the problem in South Africa. Or rather, minimum, minimum wages is not the solution. The only solution uh, to get people to, to, to eventually become better off in terms of finances is to get this economy to grow. And the minister himself, he's expecting economic growth of less than 1% for this year, and I think that is far too optimistic. I, don't, I doubt whether we're going to see any economic growth this year. Mm. Well, that was the budget speech. Nothing to write home about, as they say, but thank you for your analysis. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. Bye-bye. And that was Davi Ruet, Chief Economist at the Efficient Group, talking to us about his reaction to the budget speech. And as you can hear, um, you know, there's nothing really um, that we weren't expecting and uh, um, money being thrown basically into that black hole that we call Eskom. It is, you know, for most people, Eskom is seen as a black hole because no light emits from it any longer. (laughs) most of South Africa, whilst at the same time we keep saying that it's going to be fixed and government keeps giving more and more money towards it, but nothing seems to be working uh, at all in trying to get that 